Potters. Harry Potters. <laughs> the podcast has begun. Yes, we are in the condo upstairs, isolated. There's nobody around, so time to make the pod. Life is still uh, the way I've always described it in the last few pods. We're in transition still. You know, we haven't moved into our Florida condo yet. We're buying that and we're setting our life up back and forth. I don't have a studio, which is bothersome because it makes me lazy. If I have a place where I go to work, then I can work. But if I don't have a place to work, then I go to the couch. Last night I watched like two movies in bed in my adjustable craftmatic. They're not called craftmatic anymore, I don't think. Adjustable bed. <clears throat> it was nice. But damn, I, you know, you feel like a lazy person if you don't if you don't work. I mean, even though I've worked all my life and I have, you know, I've worked a lot. I got the videos to prove it. I got the podcast to prove it that I've worked. So, I might have a problem um relaxing. That could be another issue that's not uh, been addressed by a therapist because I haven't been forced to go. But, um, yeah, I probably should be a little easier on myself. I think I have a, a problem with instant gratification. I was reading about that this morning. Instant gratification. Having to see some type of immediate result. Boy, it could lead to a lot of problems. Like, I like gambling. My wife won uh, a slot the other day, about two grand, a jackpot. And that doesn't make up for what we lost in the year. But try explaining that to the government. Whoa, there's the anger. Yeah, because uh, I like that immediate gratification. I like the casino. They, they set it up for you where you don't have to think about nothing. They have comfortable chairs. You can get a drink. It's climate controlled. You have some of the greatest uh, customer service that you've ever had because they want your money. So is that a problem? That I'm lulled into some fairy land that I can pay for? Because as soon as I can't pay for it, as soon as you lose all your money, doors close to you. You know, they don't care. Um, this, is, this is the kind of thing that you can't get yourself plugged into. It's a form of the matrix, right? I think about different matrix, matrix, matrixes, which is just a reference to the movie. I have no idea what it really means, except that you're locked in. Someone who's got a headset on playing video games for hours, like my son used to do, and he used to say, what are, you, what are you doing? You know, maybe an hour or two, but these these kids would play for like six, seven hours. <clears throat> and I got involved, of course, because I'm the dad. And, you know, I don't know. You start thinking, well, what are you doing that's bad seven hours at a time? Gambling, uh, watching TV, um, so those are probably the top two. You know, I used to really, I, I'm not saying I don't party anymore, but to drink seven hours in a row, but to be out socializing and partying and just having a good time, <clears throat> that's, that's another waste of time if you do it too often. That's another matrix. So if you tie yourself into something and you're spending way too much time doing it, and it's not just that it's fun, it's to avoid. You know, I don't like to spend a whole time writing comedy. I never really did. 
I like to perform on stage because I like that immediate gratification of getting the laugh. And I'm pretty good at improv and getting a laugh just from nothing. So that's not uh, to my benefit because I need to write. You know, if you focus too much on that immediate, I get a laugh, I don't need to work too hard. Kind of like when I was in school, it sees a pattern. And I don't know where this stems from, so I'm reading about it to see, can I fix it now? Can I still work on it? Can I get better at it? I mean, I have been getting better at it because I used to lay on the couch until noon, one o'clock, two o'clock. And that was because I think, you know, in the early 90s, I was kind of depressed about comedy. Uh, I still am. You know, I don't know where the real show is. When I say that, I mean, is it is it constantly doing comedy? Is that the way to do it? You know, being on stage every night, which is really the only way to, to be great at it, but it does encompass your entire life. You can't do much more. Like tomorrow I'm going golfing. I don't golf. So it's going to be interesting. If I was a regular golfer, it'd be just another day of golf. I don't really golf. But it's a chance for me to socialize with a bunch of guys that I haven't seen for a while. I know how to golf. Um, I'm not bad at it, which helps. But it's going to be interesting because I don't do it that much. That constant doing of the same thing, the routine, for me... You know, I, I was happy doing that, like, say, in high school because I didn't have any responsibility. You know, I had a roof over my head, food. I had uh, a way to get places. I had stability for, like, three years. And then I went to college, and it kind of was that way, but not really. And then it died big time after college. I was all on my own, just like any other kid is. But more so because my dad had died. My mother wasn't that interested in, first of all, my college degree or putting me through college or what are you going to do with your life kind of, she wasn't that person. My mom was more of, you know, I'm just going to, I'll be there when he calls. I don't have any real suggestions on life, which she didn't. Um, and she was good at the party. She was really good at the party. And that's what I think I focused on. So, you know, doing that, it was interesting for a while because it, it wasn't the same. But again, that's a, a lot of immediate gratification. <clears throat> I was involved in a world of partying, doing too many things. Now, when I had to clamp down and work, phew, you talk about sadness. Who wants to do this? The longer it takes you to get over that emotional feeling that you feel, I, I don't want to do it because it makes me feel bad, but you're not looking for your long-term uh, future, It's the longer it's going to be for you to ever really be content. And I'm not saying happy. You can't be super happy. Right? No. Super happy doesn't exist. Super happy is weird. I see a super happy person. I'm like, okay, we, we got to avoid this person. I see a super sad person. Again... Um, don't really want to deal with you. Content people, they're okay with almost everything. You know, they they have come to this point where they understand things. Maybe they don't have it all together. You know, content doesn't mean you got it all together. Like your marriage works and you have money and you have a job that has security and your stocks are doing it. 
No, content means, really content is you're going with the flow to a certain extent. You know, if it, if it goes way beyond the flow, you know, where the flow is on top of the banks and it's going into the houses, then you got to fix something. But if the flow is going the way you kind of want it to go, you know, the do the math. Is it going to be harder to change the flow or is it going to be uh, smarter to stay with the flow but adapt? You know, maybe the flow is not so great. You know, it's going not exactly the right direction, but you got a great boat, you know, and you got some music and the right people on the boat and, and the view is pretty nice. Sure, you're not heading to the exact destination where this flow is going, but man, you got to be super lucky to hit the right flow right off the bat at a young age on the on the best boat. It just doesn't happen to people. You know, as long as you don't compare yourself to all that, which is tough when you watch TV. It's tough when you watch social media. It's tough when you listen to people who are, are bragging about their life. Um, and you and you're not in that content thing. You're not you're not stable enough to understand. Just relax. Uh, it's gonna be a good day. You know, you had cake. You you got to to see a beautiful day. You know, I was talking about birds. I think on a on a video. And I don't I don't post stuff like this a lot because I also have this image issue where I don't want people to see me as weak which is not good for comedy. Because in comedy, you gotta be seen as humorous, humble, weak, self-deprecating, all that. Well, when, I think it's where I, I came from. I came from a, a place where you know my father was very aggressive. If you showed weakness, right? And even like that saying says, even if you're being kind, your kindness is mistaken as weakness or you're being you know relaxed and that's looked as, as weakness by your father or by the relatives and male relatives in your life. When you're young, you adapt and you pretend you're tough. So it hurts you. It, it hurts your personality. It's better to do what you believe and take the beating. <laughs> that's, you know, physically and mentally, I had to take a beating. Now the beating is mental. You know, because I have made myself so adverse to showing a soft side or a weak side that um, mentally it'll hurt me. It'll hurt me to, 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 to be really, and I'm a softer person. I'm not really a, a, an aggressive person. I like to be nice to people. I like to make people laugh. I don't want to get lost now in this fake macho aggressiveness, which has really, uh, it, it did take a, a good chunk of my life away from me. <clears throat> to survive. It was a survival thing. I got to act tough or I'm going to get my ass kicked by my father, by my uncles, by my grandfather, by my cousins. You know, it, it still is there, which is weird. So purposely, I have to be soft with a purpose. I'm soft with a purpose. <laughs> it's true. I am soft with a purpose to try to make sure that I convince myself that you are not um, first of all, you're not tough and you don't, even if you were, you wouldn't want to flex it. <clears throat> you know, it's like the karate senseis always say, you know, you have a skill. It is not to be abused or used for the wrong purposes. 
So my purposeful softness is not going to be used for the wrong purposes. What I use it for is to make sure that I'm training myself to go back to the right way. And my dad's dead, by the way. So a dead dad that used to beat me is still influencing my life. That's insane. That's insane. But it's true because it's the way you view yourself. And, you know, I don't even know what, how brain chemistry works. I don't, want to get, like, I don't want to get into the minutia of all that. I just know, you know, the basic concept is be nice, try to be more positive, and don't make fun of that. When you see someone that's dancing, for example, you, know, you see a guy that's dancing and he doesn't, he's not the greatest dancer, why are you mocking this guy? Yeah, we're all watching them because we are so fucking, like, either jealous, number one, that we don't have the balls to get out there and dance. And that's it. You're jealous. No matter how bad of a dancer this guy is. Now, if the guy's a great dancer, then you start saying, what a show off. What a freaking, sh what, what, see, trying to be fake tough. What a show off this guy is. Why? Why would you say that? Well, again, it's, it's like a jealousy. We should all be grateful that this guy is dancing for us. He's out there. He's dancing for himself, but he's also dancing for us because he's in public. And he's showing you the, the path. He's actually showing you the way. Get off of your chairs. I went to a, it was called Simply Queen. It was a Queen tribute band. I'm telling you, there was 2,000 people there. Beautiful night. Everybody brought a chair and sat, except maybe nine people out of 2,000. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Very few people. And the people who were standing in an attempt to dance were just standing. You know, they got close to the dance floor, but they were still standing. Um, I see this a lot. I see lots of people who don't dance. And what, what does that tell you about the world, folks? That you don't have the happiness or the spirit or the whatever it is inside you, the, the ability to make yourself dance. Just dance and sing. I try to sing a lot. In fact, I, I sing a lot in the shower. I sing a lot to my wife. I sing a lot to my kids. Um, I am soft with a purpose because imagine everyone being rough on you. I guess that's, that's like prison prison life, a guy who was just being a clown, or uh, uh, what was it, back in the day, the kings, right, the kingdoms were the, is it a monarch, uh, a guy that decides who shall live and who shall die, and you had the court jester come in, and he, or she, I don't know if there was a she, but he had to entertain without offending the king. Now, who's your king? Who's the king in your life that you're worried that's going to chop your head off? That's interesting. Who is it? It used to be my dad. Don't do your little dance. Don't do your little voice. Don't tell a joke. Don't act funny because dad's going to call you queer or maybe hurt you. There's a fear. Maybe that I have a, maybe I have a fear that the crowd's going to beat my ass if I do a, if you know if I see something wrong. Yeah, I think it's true. I think that exists. <clears throat> and I am having a hard time with phlegm. Sorry. Phlegm is not a soft word. 
I'm having a hard time with um, post-nasal drip. I went to a doctor, did a scope in my nose, and said that I have post-nasal drip. It's not bad. It's not a bad thing. I, I actually danced my way out of there. I was, I, my spirits were lifted because that's all it was. I was worried it was going to be something else. Funny. It's funny how you worry. Worry can make you dreadful. This has got to be another like instant gratification or some weird thing where you, you, you think you have something bad you know, cancer, or you have a disease of some sort, or you, you know, a hypochondriac type of situation, then you go to a doctor, and the doctor's like, you're fine, and you're elated. First of all, that's, that's self-created. Uh, you never had nothing. You thought you had something. You blew it out of proportion. Then you went to someone with a logical brain that said you didn't have it, and you're happy about that? You should be sad about that, that you took it too far that you went way down the slope of slipperiness. No. That's what happens. You don't want to be that guy. Maybe that's another addiction where you feel comfort. You know, oh, thank God I don't have this. Well, did you dance that day? What did you do that day? You know, sometimes I'm on a plane. If I'm a, I was on planes back in the day a lot more than I am now. But turbulence would make you think, God, did I do enough in my life? That if I go down right now, did I really enjoy my life? Did I buy the house and the car that I dreamed about? Which is purposeful, you know, for my family. Did we, did we save too much money, you know, and not spend enough when we could? And that's that's something I thought about for many years. You know, do I do I buy a better car, or do we just get this one fixed? Now, it's not for showing off. It was all for utility. I wanted a nicer house because I had more children. I wanted everyone to live comfortably. I wanted a nicer car, you know, so we didn't have to worry when we went on the road. I don't have a lot of flashy things. I don't wear jewelry, and you know, I'll have a lot of gold or anything that I, I actually don't wear any jewelry. You know, jewelry to me became an idea of ego. Do I wear jewelry? Why? Why am I? Why am I showing? Why am I wearing? Why am I accompanying my body? Why am I decorating myself? I think that's important when you're young. I think it it does mean something. You know, you're trying to attract a female. You're trying to. You know, be a certain way. I don't know. I don't know, I'm still torn about jewelry. Like, I like it on women. For me, I don't like it. It's a, it's a bother. Maybe it doesn't look as cool as it used to look to me. I never had, I never got a tattoo. And I just thought that being the simple, the simple palette of the human body, right? Just kind of stay in shape look halfway put together, you know, because not everybody can pull off the 6-2, all your hair, good-looking, chiseled look. You can't do it. So work with what you got. But if you layer it with too much gold, I think that you're kind of presenting a false person, just like a toupee. In some ways, it is. If you really, really love that jewelry, though, that's that's different. If you're not doing it for other people, it's like, I just like to wear these things. Like, you know, like they give you something. 
Kind of like Batman. I'm a big Batman fan. It'd be cool to put on the suit, right, and go out there and... First of all, I, it would be just a social Batman suit. I wouldn't be a crime-fighting Batman. I'd be social Batman, where Batman gets patted on the back or Batman gets a drink bought from him at the bar. I wouldn't be the the crime fighter. I'm not interested in fighting crime. I like swinging on on the Batarang and driving the Batmobile, and and being with Catwoman and hanging out in the Batcave. All the social stuff of it. See, the 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 deeper part of Batman. I never read the comic books. I watched the TV show. I told you I was raised by the TV. I was watching the image, the images, the the look of Batman, the benefits of Batman, not the work of Batman. Now the work of Batman was Detective Comics, I guess, back in the day. I still haven't read one to this to this day. I haven't read one. You know, when people say you're a Batman fan, and then I tell them it's the show, they completely act as if they don't know me. The show? How can you be a fan of the show? There was a kiddie show that was a comical version that was a, a characters, you know, whatever they say. It wasn't real. The real Batman is Detective Comics, right? And they try to portray it in the movies. When I saw the movies, yes, with Ra's al Ghul, my favorite part where, you know, Christian Bale is Batman. That was pretty cool. But I was older by then. I still own Batman toys as an adult. I still own the Batmobile and the Bat figures. I have those things. I, I don't play with them. I possess them. I own them. Yeah. Why? Why do I own them? Probably as a symbol. But again, here's the thing. I'm better now. I've gotten rid of so much stuff. I would say that earlier in my life, I had more possessions, more symbols, more jewelry, more fake toughness, more unpurposeful softness. I didn't have it. I didn't have what I have today. Today, I am grown and educated and I survived and I'm reflective and I'm still trying to figure things out, which means I'm moving constantly in a flow. Am I in the right flow? Am I going with the flow? Trying more than ever, because it's really tough to fight the flow. But I do think that people who fight the flow are the heroes. Because sometimes those flows have to be interrupted. You know, if, if we never fought for freedom for this country, if people didn't stick up for one of uh, for each other, if we didn't, you know, destroy evil, that's Batman, right? Right? If you now I see. Look, I just realized it. I I gotta be the Batman in the workplace, not the Batman in the social place. I have to now be Batman that puts in the work and forget about the immediate gratification of getting patted on the back for, you know, fighting evil. That's not why he does it. I looked at it wrong. I've been looking at Batman for all the imagery of, of what he benefits from, from all the things that I could possess immediately from being Batman. From taking on Batman's costume, by the way. Because Batman's costume didn't mean nothing in the beginning. He had to do and earn and fight the evil 
for the costume to mean something. I could put on any costume right now, right? Like a, sh let's say, uh, not a bat. Yeah, I was gonna say sheep, but that's always, that's, I think a sheep is not a strong animal. A lion costume. I'm trying to think of something that hasn't already been done, right? Because you got all kinds of, of heroes out there that have worn, and see, they have to wear, ooh, this is even deeper. So the Batman costume didn't mean nothing until Batman actually delivered. But Batman picked the bat also because of the bat's characteristics and qualities, you know, being stealthy at night and, and the things that bats, they don't fight evil, but still it was more of a stealth thing. So if we, didn't, we, we don't have, if we didn't have the bat qualities, then you don't have the Batman qualities. Mm, see, am I going too far with this? What I'm saying is, you just can't put on a bat suit. Expect the friggin' free drinks at the bar. Okay, you gotta do the work. Fighting the evil, the people who change the flow of the rivers. Now I went to river, but any flow. The people that change the flow of something, especially if it's going the wrong way, and stand against it, the dams, right? The lock and the dam, someone who controls the flow for purposeful use, not just for a free willy-nilly flow that doesn't mean anything, that destroys things. Let's use the flow. Okay, let's, let's settle down here because I've got a little carried away here. Let's just get back to the idea that people who stand up and treat people correctly and fight for the rights of positivity, not negativity, against evil, for the, for the good. Mm. The people who dance. Did you ever see Batman dance? He does in the TV show with the costume on. I think that's where Quentin Tarantino got his idea uh, in, was it Kill Shorty? Is that the name of the movie? Was it Kill Shorty? Kill, see, if Donnie was here, I could ask him. I mean, I have a phone, I could look it up. But you know what movie I'm talking about. Batman danced in the movies, in the TV show with uh, Catwoman, I think. Not Robin. No, I think he was dancing with Catwoman or Batgirl. I don't know. Yeah. Make sure that you dance once you destroy evil. That's all I'm saying. These are the people that we look up to. These are the people who change, change whatever needs to be changed for the better. And don't do it for immediate gratification. You can't get immediate gratification. I mean, this country has been free, right? We have a, a, a great government, a republic, a form of government, a constitution, a way of life. It took us, who knows, for this, how long for this to happen? I, I don't understand the amount of time because it's hard to, it's hard to quantify in, in, in your brain. If you think about the years and years and years of kingdoms, you know, the surf system, people who never get ahead, the class system, all these different systems, slavery, all these things that held people down and then to have something emerge from all this horror, all this sadness, all this, we can't move forward and to create America. Wow, and then now 
we're taking it for granted. We're taking it to the point where people are like, well, you're American, what does that mean? Or you want uh, a capitalistic country and you don't want to give people things and you don't, no, we, we, what we want in this country is for you to earn it. We'll give you all the freedom. I was poor. When I was poor, I championed rich people. I was happy for rich people. I was, I was never jealous of rich people. I wanted to be like them, but I never wanted them to lose what they had or for them to suffer. That's crazy. I want, I want this ability for growth if you want it. Or if you want to lay in bed and watch two movies like I did last night, God bless you. Go ahead and do it. You could live in this country and, and not have that much money and still really enjoy your life here. You don't, it's not about the money. But if you want to make money, great, great. You want to drive a Corvette? Fine, I don't. I drive a minivan. You want to wear all kinds of gold? Go ahead. I don't. I wear t-shirts from thrift stores. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm poor. I'm just saying that's my choice. I'm not poor now. Definitely not poor. I succeeded. Through a business of stand-up comedy that I turned into a, a business of I have the stand-up comedy business. I have the corporate comedy business. I have a construction school called Construction Comedy School. I make videos. I make podcasts because we have freedom. And who's to say, who, who are you to tell me I can't do this anymore or I made too much and we need to take some from you? No, because, see, that's not for the people. That's for you. Remember, folks, anyone who says they're for the people is an individual. And they're looking out for them. Trust me. At least I have that perspective. You know, I'm really good and insightful about my own personality, my own, the way I live, who I am. But I'm really good at looking at what happened in the last 60 years in this world. I'm pretty good at that, too. That's why I do the podcast. For immediate gratification? I don't think so. This podcast is not well listened to. Who is ever downloading this thing, who's ever listening to this, I don't even know, number one. Number two, I see the stats. It's not that great. It was pretty good when I had Mike and Donnie and we were on the roll, but it wasn't still that great. It's even worse now. So what am I doing it for? Well, there's a couple reasons. I hope this gets better. I hope this gets bigger. I hope I have a better, a bigger audience, not better, sorry. I hope I have a bigger audience, just like with stand-up. Because my choice is to perform, and without the audience, I can't perform, and I'd like to have my audience. That would be even better. People who like what I do. Like any comic who's, who's, who's done very well, it's great to show up, and there's your crowd who likes what you do. And yes, of course, to bring the new people in who are enjoying I'm not trying to isolate anybody. I'm saying I really like the support of people who like what I do. And this is not immediate. No. 37 years without discovery, 37 years without really making it, 37 years of contentment, of going with the flow of what has happened. That's pretty good. And I, I, I say that because I have to convince myself. I have to be soft with a purpose on myself. I'm saying this for myself to hear this also that, hey, just relax. Don't take it so hard. If some days you have nothing going on. If you feel like you are not getting called for shows, if a show doesn't go as well as you want, you're still here, bro. You're still doing it. It's sunshine outside. 
you've been disciplining yourself to eat right so you're in better shape you're you're doing what you can for you and you're happy with the people you've surrounded yourself with and a good chunk a good percentage of what you do is well received be your own champion my friends you are my friends you know all of you and people that come to my shows are my friends.